This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Tuesday Takeover with Kyle DeVoe on FUBAR Radio. I'm Kyle DeVoe, celebrity stylist, and welcome to my Tuesday Takeover for FUBAR Radio. I'm what I am, and that's why I'm where I am. Don't you ever forget that. The reason that I act who I am and where I am is because I make everything my business. I have a reputation that is unpredictable, devious, and manipulative. I cherish that reputation because it keeps my enemies off guard. We have a jam-packed show today over the next two hours. We'll be talking about fashion, Met Gala looks, spring vibes, and so much more. Celebrity stylist Elise Demonge and Tatler contributing fashion editor James Brown will be in the building for a little chat and a little game. Also, activist and model Monroe Bergdorf will be joining me on the phone to talk about her personal style and views on the fashion industry, as well as some fucking major music. First to kick us off, I'm so in love with this song at the moment by Lily Annan featuring Popcorn and here she is to introduce her track. Hi Kyle, it's Lily. I'm so glad that you like my new song and that you're going to play it. Here it is. It's called What You Waiting For. Bye! Since we separated, I've been suffocating, oh yeah. And we're back. Elise Demange's in the studio. Yo, yo, yo. I am here. I have arrived. How are you, Elise? Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for inviting me. So, for people that don't know who you are, give me some background on yourself and your journey into fashion, into the fashion industry. Well, a lot of my journey had a lot to do with you, didn't it, Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) I used to work for you, like many moons ago. Yeah, like ten years ago. Um, Yeah, I started assisting like a very long time ago, and then it slowly developed into me being also a celebrity stylist, I guess, and. um, I work with the likes of my drama and all these other great things that I do on a day-to-day basis. Well, you've had a long and prosperous uh, relationship with Maya. How is yeah. that working with her? She's it's great. Babe. Like it's it's amazing working with like who becomes like is at first your client and then becomes your friend. Do you know what I mean? And like it becomes quite personal and um, you become you're on the journey with them. So like it's something that I've really enjoyed so far and probably will keep enjoying and. You know, we've got some great festival looks in the pipeline right now, so... Who else are you working with style-wise at the moment? Um, I'm working with a lot of development acts. Like, I work with an um, artist called Kiddakuds, who I really like. He's, like, an Afrobeats artist. Fair. And um, I'm working on a lot of different things myself. Like, I've got a self-development brand called Note to Self that I'm kind of, like, channeling all my other passion. Well, Fab, let's play a song and I'll come back right. to you. <laughs> and we can have a little chat about that. <laughs> And we are back. Elise, you still here? I'm still here. <laughs> I am uh, alive. <laughs> so let's jump in, Jack, into what you were just talking about, yeah. about Note to Self, your yeah. platform that you started. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Where did the idea come from? Um, Why did you start it? I kind of wanted to do something a bit more purpose-led, but I didn't really know what. And, you know, I feel like it's easy when you're working... Wait, people that don't know what it is, oh, okay, what okay. is it? So Note to Self is a self-development lifestyle brand that kind of supports creative women in business through like discussion sessions workshops and retreats because i felt like when you you become like a creative person you never actually think that you need to it becomes a business and it becomes quite lonely like being a freelancer like there's not a lot of especially if you've not come from like a mentorship background there's not a lot of support you just do stuff mm. kind of end up doing it by yourself and mm-hmm. there's not people around you telling you what to do or like how to just be okay so it kind of started from that and then i just wanted to do a vision board making workshop just like out of like 
because I just wanted to be around my, my friends and do something that I normally do to like set off my year and then I managed to secure like a partnership with Adidas for it called it no- Note to Self and I was like oh I really want to don't continue. just like brush over <laughs> that like oh I secure I managed you know secure Adidas for it like yeah, well, how does that come about how does one do something like that well I think what's been amazing about having a career in fashion and with styling is that um, I've made a lot of amazing relationships that have continued and not only just through styling but also through going out like that's how I met you like mm-hmm. I met you at Yo-Yo's like and then eventually we actually God, started the working yo-yo's the days. Yo-Yo's time bitch I know you like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, these jingles. <laughs> okay, yeah. You don't know me from yo yo's. <laughs> I know you lie. <laughs> so, yeah, like, um, luckily, one of my friends is an events manager at Adidas, and she was like, Yo, I've got all this budget left. Yo, can you do you want to do something now? I kind of believe in you, you and your project. And I was like, Yeah, cool, amazing. Someone believes in it. Done it. It was a success. And I was like, I actually want to continue doing this. So I made another session after we did like a live podcast at One Else. Which I didn't get invited to, can I just say? Um, it was a pass-through situation. <laughs> just saying. Just well, saying. I'm making more podcasts. So I would I love said, to can have I you get as a placement? guest. I said, I was just, can I get a placement on this course? It sounds amazing. She was like, sorry, babe. We're full up next time. <laughs> next time. First come, first serve, babe. There were Could no icons quick. there. Oh, my God. Just saying. There were no icons there. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so basically, uh, Kyle's going to be very shady on this show. <laughs> He's going to be full, full of shade. Expect the shade. <laughs> Who else have you got on? I've got you and James Brown on today. Oh, and we've got Monroe Bergdorf on the phone later on. Incredible. Yeah. So talk to me. Talk to me about the current state of the fashion industry, Elise, because, you know, I really cherish your opinion current state what are your views on the current state of the fashion industry I don't know it's changing like from when we started to now like it's a totally different ball game like there wasn't social media there wasn't influencer marketing there wasn't like um, fast fashion like how it is now Um, so it's kind of just gone in a completely different direction and also I don't think I don't know like us as stylists maybe had as much platform as we would have well, we would we don't have we wouldn't have had that platform before yeah. that we have now. So we have a lot more influence in what what's happening. But um, I don't know. I feel like there's positives and negatives. Like maybe clothes don't have as much value as they had once had because we live in more of a disposable society. But I think that's disposable fashion, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. But then. I don't know. But then no one really wears the same thing twice anymore. So. Exactly, because we, we, we're, edit, we're constantly editing our lives, and we're mm-hmm. taking pics, and we're like, oh, well, this isn't, you know, I can get rid of this and exchange it for something Someone else. Someone sent me a meme the other day, and it said, the pictures you delete off Instagram are the real you. Oh, my God. I was like, I've never heard something Triggered! so offensive. Triggered! Bitch! Picks one to no one. <laughs> saying <laughs> no but don't you think that's actually quite true no definitely yeah. 100% I go through about a thousand pictures before I post that one shot yeah I know so do I and then I edit it what? <laughs> like... <laughs> are we talking about facetune yeah I did a little facetune too never hurt nobody you know what do you think about the new Gucci campaign the lipstick um I don't know like I don't know. I don't really watch campaigns anymore and feel really impressed by them. Do you know what campaign I'm talking about? No. no. So there you go. 
Okay, well, let's get a picture of the show. Yeah, this campaign please, we'll come because back to that clearly question. I've just been watching Met Gala picks. That's all I've been watching. Well, what else? What else is going on, Valisa? What have you got planned for the future? For the future, um, just more note to self stuff. I had a meeting earlier today, which was quite exciting, but I actually can't talk about it. So I'll just have to just leave that. Well, that's boring. That one. I know, but you know, that's what it well, is. That's boring. Like, come on, the show. NDAs. No tea for me. No like... tea. All right, what tea do you want? Personal uh, so tea. Let's talk, all right, let's talk Met Gala. Okay, that's something we're both thinking. Who is your favourite? Look at, Met, at the Met Gala. Um, I think the easiest one to say is Cardi B, but it was technically not my favourite. But then it's not your favourite? No, but I liked Ashley Graham's um, hair, hair ponytail. Just the ponytail. Just the ponytail. But I like Gwen Stefani's coat. Yeah, I like Gwen Stefani's coat. <laughs> it was like well. a lovely river. But whose uh, one look as a whole did you love? Lupita. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, Lupita was it like was amazing. all the Afro combs. She got camp. She yeah, got camp. Yeah, she like fully and just the rainbow effect, everything. And also, she's one of my favorites. Every every time she comes out, I'm like, I'm gassed. I want to see what color she comes out with next. Yeah. And this time, I was literally that girl every wears color. color well. Yeah, it's amazing. What about worst dressed? Bro, do you know how many people that were on there? That was just all like, right. Let's do top not- ten. <laughs> top ten worst did dressed. You not, did you not see? Yeah. No, some people did not do the theme, bro. Some people like, they wore so their angels and demons costume from like last year, was no, it two years ago? Even like, okay, it's okay because we can talk about Kim. Everyone can talk about Kim. Like, I didn't, I, I got the intelligence behind it, like the droplets of water, but like it was really boring. It was an editorial dress, it wasn't a dress for the red no, carpet, Kim. I cannot believe you don't know this. <laughs> do you know what I mean, Kim? <laughs> Like Kim. Like, I don't understand how she came out like that and her sister's came out. The look was great. The look was great for me. Like, visually, it was stunning. Yeah. But it just didn't It didn't work on the carpet It for just me. wasn't extra enough. No, it wasn't It needed enough. to be full length. It needed to have train. It needed to have, like, some kind of head. On. Maybe she should have come out with a shower. To illustrate the rain. <laughs> 100%. So talking again on things that like Instagram and social uh, media, media. And, like, platforms like that, because we'd like you said, we didn't have that back in no. the day. Now you have it. Um, do you find it beneficial to you as a stylist or do you find it more of a hindrance? Actually, I find it really beneficial. Um, I mean, it can become a hindrance more on like a personal level, mm-hmm. like like a mental health level or whatever but I think everyone kind of struggles with that but in terms of like work it's definitely got me more work it's bit, it's, an, it's a platform that's about pictures so it's Do where we can display stuff Do you not find that sometimes stuff. with Instagram and styling work like people just think we have the easiest job in the world? Uh, I think everyone thinks Because you don't see any of the no. on Instagram Yeah It's quite but I don't think you see anyone's graphs on Instagram that's the problem you just see the outcome and then that's it True. none of the process True Our job is really really hard and like it, it is draining like it's prep work yeah. the majority of it is prep work and dealing with people mm-hmm. and dealing with people and being a different face for so many different people uh, so talking of dealing with people yes <laughs> what would you say was your worst experience you've ever experienced as um, a fashion stylist and do not say that one time with me and you at the Mobos like about 10 years ago as okay your worst well ever. I will tell we will spill that tea because <laughs> I was spraying that, no, that was that was peak you know that was bad was I'm, it peak oh! yes it was pink. My lungs are probably damaged from that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we were working on a girl band at the time and we made these custom, amazing rubber jump jumpsuit dungarees, right? Yeah, they were great. Primary colours. So one yellow, one blue, one red, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Right, right? Mm-hmm. No, one was yellow, one was blue, and one was red. Yeah. That That's what I said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, make a short. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then... Um, what you know, uh, you know how styling goes. Someone goes, nah, don't like it, innit? 
last minute on the day of the actual show and we and Kyle like was like hours I can change it mobile. I can change it just looking at me and I'm like what <laughs> what are we gonna do Kyle what did we do though did we change it did we make it yeah work? we changed it we changed it we spray no we I <laughs> I <laughs> Spray, ta- spray painting them all black in the car park of where were we, Liverpool? In some Liverpool arena. Oh, we Liverpool. I think we were like, yeah, it was Liverpool. Yeah, it? like an hour before the show, making sure they're fucking dry. No, it was mad, you know. That was actually mad. But did we not deliver? Yeah, we delivered. Right. We delivered. And that's the boss bitch. Yeah, and that's what stylists do. Right. You know, they hurt themselves to get the end product. <laughs> so what would you say has been your best moment? My best career, my best career moment? Um... I've had a few, you know. I've had, I think, um, I liked, I have to say, when I did the collaboration with Westfield and um, Save the Children and Edouard Barr, um, that was pretty cool. Like, that was something I'd never done before. Like, I'd created a, a store from scratch and, like, it was for a charitable cause. Was that the Westfield, the thing yeah, Westfield earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's brilliant. And that was, like, something that's not like styling or working with That was with alongside Adwoa, right? Adwoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... That, I think, was kind of a career highlight because it was like, oh, I felt like I'd just p- been picked up from nowhere and been like, oh, do you want to do this shop? And it's like, yeah, actually, I really do. <laughs> and um, it was like a huge success and stuff and I like, got a lot of press and everyone was happy and they made money. So that that was pretty cool. You killed it. Thank you. You killed it. I'm just looking at this Gucci thing now. All right, so let's go back to the Gucci campaign then. All right, so this is their, this is their most recent... These are the new campaign. campaigns. They've just come out this month. Okay. What are your thoughts? So it's like an ode to some 80s, an 80s campaign kind of style, isn't it? Kind of, but more so, I don't find these images pretty. I find them interesting, but I don't find them pretty. And I kind of like the fact that, you know, Gucci have steered away from the perfect mouth. Like, I used to hate growing up and, like, my teeth weren't straight. I've got wonky teeth at the bottom. I'm waiting to get braces. But if I grew up and saw a campaign like this with someone's teeth that were a bit worse than mine... Then I think I'd like you well, know. Not, your sta- not even a bit worse. I'd not your standard average. Basically, the post. She has very interesting teeth. She has a she has her two teeth and quite two prominent gaps in between those two. But and I the think next it's two. cool as fuck. There's I something do think about it's cool. that's just cool as fuck, and it's refreshing to see something that's not a perfect mouth full of white fake teeth. Also, it's kind of nice to see it as a close-up because it's not... It's just about the mouth. Yeah, it's, it's literally the just the lips and the teeth. And I don't think it looks like it's been retouched at all. No, I don't think it um, has. Because some of the lipstick's a little bit over. Like, it looks very, very natural. Like, it's like bleeding out. out around yeah, the edges. Yeah, exactly. I love it. This is cool. I can't believe I haven't seen that. You should so on top of your shit, girl. In LA as well. You should have seen it. You're just traveling the world. You know what? It's just you kind of like see what the content's out that you're taking in, if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like whatever you follow, even if you have the time to scroll. It's more realistic that you know that by this campaign, it's telling you exactly what the lipstick's going to do. And it's probably going to smudge around the edges and like every every lipstick does unless you line your lips. You know what I mean? It's just selling the truth about the lipstick. Yeah. Exquisite balm to keep your lips cool for the what? For the the bright and the beautiful. Sorry, I cannot see my I've got sunglasses on. So. <laughs> for, the bo- for the bold, the bright and for the, the beautiful. Bo- oh the bold. I didn't see the bold bit. The bold's in red. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's actually cool. It's cool. It's definitely cool. You into it? Yeah, I'm into it. Are I'm you into, into Gucci at the moment? Do you know what I'm not? I'm not no. into Gucci, and I'll just be honest. Like, Why? I just feel like it's totally oversexualized, and like, it's just not the one. Bloody everywhere, isn't it's it? It's not the one. It's not cute. It's not cute. Did you like the Ashley Graham look? 
I did like Ashley Gensler. And like you, I liked her ponytail too. Yeah. And I really, 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 really loved Ezra Miller's look. What did that look like? Someone you didn't give me a see picture. It? it was like no. a corset. And then he had like, his face was like, kind of like as if it was blurred. No, it was kind of like, you know those things that you used to get as a kid that you put, um, you look into and you twist yeah. them and they're like hexagon shaped. Like shaped. a kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope. His Amazing. makeup was like a kaleidoscope of eyes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was divine. Wow, that's incredible. It did you see Billy Potter? I did. Get carried on <laughs> to the red carpet. She what? came and she conquered. <laughs> what a moment. Pray tell. She came and she Pray conquered. Pray tell. That was amazing. There were no icons there. Apart from Billy Porter. <laughs> oh, my God. Just saying. All right, who did you hate? Oh, God. Okay, Come let's on, go. Spilled the tea. I mean, I, could, I just didn't get Emrata. What's her name? Emily Rata. Ratajkowski? Yeah. Emily Ratajkowski? I just feel like her outfit was more last year, you know, like the angels and... Yeah, but I thought a lot of people had that. A lot of people had, like, very frilly little... But, like, like... Oh, look, there we go. Cute dolly. Oh, my God, that was real! How stunning. What the hell? I saw this, yeah, and I thought it was just, like, a little edit. No, it's stunning. It's real. That is incredible. So, basically, the face is, like, an optical illusion makeup style. Yeah, and then he's got his hair in a kind of, like, Jane Russell brunette up to set in rollers and then I was surprised I thought this was uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier but I think it's actually Burberry it's incredible and um, if people watch Game of Thrones yeah it reminds you of the the many faces thing because he's got an extra face that he's just holding to cover his own face oh it's okay yeah it's very yeah. It reminds, that, this reminds me of very Gucci you know Gucci everyone they have yeah, their holding hat heads. the heads yeah but I loved Ezra. Ezra's definitely one of my favorites. That is... I love Janelle Monae as well. Oh, yeah. Like, she killed it. Yeah, but when she did she not kill it? it? Exactly. Lizzo looked quite great as well. I didn't see Lizzo's look... What? Lizzo was like, like babe, you weren't on this. Sorry. Lizzo was in like this... She definitely embodied camp for me. Like, she was in bright pink. She looked fab. Are we looking at Jared Leto with his head that he was holding? Oh yeah, Jared Leto did the head thing, yeah, didn't he, yeah. on the red carpet? I love, but he looked gorgeous in that dress. He had yeah, like he so he amazing. has like a red silk dress on that has kind of like a harness, harness, harness. like a diamante, like chandelier esque harness over the top of it, and then he's carrying his own head. Yeah, which, which looks I really mean, perfect. you know, I'd rather be my uh, own. Oh, Lizzo looked incredible. Didn't she look amazing? You know what she reminds me of? You know, and um. Lady Marmalade video. Yeah, pink. Yeah. Yeah, literally. she did look fabulous. <laughs> yeah. And Mama Kate, Kate Moss looked fabulous Kate as well. Moss. She looked stunning. What was she saying? She was in a silver Marc Jacobs gown with like a cape. It was really wow. gorge. Really, Ooh, really wow. gorge. Wow. Very Game of Thrones. Right? Very Game of Thrones. What did you think of Lady Gaga? Um, let, can we just talk about Katy Perry first? <laughs> 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 Can we talk um, about that? Please. Uh, lady, well, what, what do you want to say about... Lumiere from uh, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast? I do not want to comment. <laughs> I just can't. I do Why? not want to comment. I can't. Like, Don't you think it was interesting, though? It was not interesting. Why? It was literally like, what can I put on that's so out of this world and so over the top that I'm going to end up on every media outlet tomorrow yeah but you know that's oh my god okay wait so right lady gaga undressed herself on the carpet yeah haven't you yeah, seen what? this okay this is lit babe she I had layers she had layers gaga oh, came through with she the presentation did she, she did, did a, a shoot. she did she did she would have won the catwalk she did she uh, that's actually lit takes one to no one yes exactly wow no this is actually g-setting so she came out in the in the massive pink cape yeah, with yeah, the yeah. pink bow 
that came off to reveal the black like, long dress. Yeah. Like she had like she had like assistants, babe. She had a team. She had an entourage. Oh, she didn't do it herself. The, okay. No, they t- they were like blowing it in the air as well, like kind of like Christ. fanning it. That come off. She had like the black dress on. Then she did like a little show with the umbrella thing, and then that come off, and she had like a pink tube dress on like a Marilyn thing and then that come off and then she started doing a little scanty dance on the yeah, stairs in her bra and knickers the real gaga yeah. out loud and proud I mean she killed it she embodied everything that it means to be camp did she I do feel. like a lip sync for her life lip sync for your life lip sync for your life alright so I'm going to go to a song and then when we come back we're going to play a little game Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to win. Fabulous. Kyle DeVoe on Fubar Radio. And we are back. We're back. So you ready to play a little game? Yes, I'm ready. So, I'm ready. do you remember um, Bruce Forsyth's Higher or Lower? I think it was Bruce Forsyth. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Was it? it? Higher or lower? Do you know how to play that? So basically, we'll get to know. (laughs) I'm basically going to give you um, a choice of ten iconic outfits. Okay. And you have to decide whether they were sold for higher or lower than the one before it. All right, I see, I see, I see. So the first one. This was worn for the 2001 MTV VMAs. Iconic, iconic. Um, by her Royal Highness, Britney Spears. Yeah. So how much do you think they sold for? I think, yeah, this went for $25,000. Uh, wrong. Oh, that went for basically nearly $100,000. Oh, you dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Britney, got it. Whoa. Okay. All right, I need to come out with a big gun. So, so let's move, too low. We'll move too on. We'll move on right, to the right, next right. one. Moving on, moving on. Bella. Actually, a fun fact about Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> is that a pregnancy test of hers sold on eBay for $5,000? That is quite disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is the dress that Rihanna wore on her Good Girl, Good Girl Gone Bad album. Was that higher or lower than Britney? I think lower than 100K. You're going to say lower? Yeah, I'm going to say lower. That is the right answer. Woo! That went for £13,000. Oh, that's it? Oh, yeah, it, poor Ree. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, next up. The iconic dress that Julie Andrews wore for The Sound of Music. Oh, yeah? Was that higher or lower than Rihanna's dress? I think lower. It's a bloody pinnacle, mate. Who's, who's buying that? Lower. Oh, was it higher? No, you said lower, so All that's right. the wrong answer. Rats. <laughs> that's the wrong answer. That went for $1.56 million. Are you d- no way. It's Julie Andrews. You know how iconic the sound of music is? Yeah, but who would buy that? Obviously it looks like a you. prison outfit. Obviously not you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. All right, moving on. Number eight. The iconic metal bikini okay, from Return okay, of the Jedi that okay. Princess Leia wore. That okay. was a look. That was a look. I would buy that, personally speaking, for so my you own think personal w- collection. Do you think that was higher than... Lo- Where are you wearing that? Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you like to know, Carl? Um, higher, 100% higher. <laughs> da, 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 da. Did I win? 
Oh no, you got that wrong actually. Sorry, what? I was reading the thing. That was lower. What? Sorry, uh, that, was that my didn't fault. go. That didn't go for a mil. No, that went for ninety six thousand dollars. Close enough. Right. All Close right. enough. Let's move on. Next, All right. the cardigan worn by Kurt Cobain when he appeared on MTV Unplugged. Right. For a cardigan, yeah. It's Kurt Cobain. I know, but I don't. I think it went under ninety six thousand. A ninety six. But yeah. You're wrong again. It's higher. Oh, man. Why was I <laughs> shit at this game? <laughs> that went for $137,000. A, a cardigan? The, the cardigan was moth in oversized acrylic mohair and lycra mix and was donated for auction by a friend of the Nirvana frontman in 2015. A little bit good, of information good, for, for you. for him then, isn't it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, next up. Next. Oh... The iconic pink dress world. worn by Madonna mm, in, in her Material, material girl, girl video. All right, so... Was, was that th- higher or lower than Kurt Cobain's cardigan? Higher. Am I wrong again? You're wrong again, oh Elisa. God, no, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> I don't want to, this is rigged. It's rigged. Abby, I'm looking at you. <laughs> that went for $73,125. Yeah, but I thought there'd be more Madonna like super fans than there would have been like a Kurt Cobain. You'd super be surprised, fan. but she's not dead yet. You have to think maybe because uh, she's not dead yet. Maybe when right, she dies, it'll be worth more. The price rises in death. <laughs> 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 All right, number eleven. Okay, I I want to say higher, yeah, but. I hope you don't mind if we move our man. It was that iconic jumpsuit worn by Bruce Lee in the Game of Death. And he's dead. Was that higher or lower than Madonna's dress? I think higher, just by the death. Have I won now? Yes, thank, well thank done, Lord. finally. Thank, thank you. That was sold at a Hong Kong auction in 2003 for 100 grand. 100 grand? Yeah. I would have thought more than that, you know. I mean, do you know what? When I saw this earlier, don't you think this is rather similar to um, Uma Thurman's Kill Bill look? Um, it's based, Kill Bill, her look was based on this. Okay, good yeah. to know. Learn something yeah. new every yeah. day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole exploitation idea... Um, I think it was based on Bruce Lee's um, okay, outfit. Fab. I mean, you know her one Quentin fits her bar a lot better. Yeah, no, you know, <laughs> and maybe costume design wasn't, you know, their forte <laughs> at that time. <laughs> I love me some Bruce. I love me some. All right, let's move on. Number twelve. Number twelve. Judy Garden. Judy Garland. Sorry, dressed from Wizard of Oz. Oh wait. Oh oh oh! What the Do- the Dorothy thing? Yeah, the yeah? Dorothy, the most famous right. dress. Was that higher or lower than Bruce's? And Bruce's was a hundred grand. A hundred k, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm going to think say how higher. iconic the Wizard of Oz. Higher, higher yes, higher. yes. <laughs> Yes! Okay, okay, okay. That sold for £1.56 million. The sweat-stained pinafore dress sold at a New York auction in 2015. I like this adjective of sweat-stained. <laughs> I love that. Was that good? Sweat-stained. Sweat-stained. All right, Superman costume. Do you want to, like, just do you give me... Do you want to take my job, or yeah, should I do I it? Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I don't want to play this game anymore. Christopher Reeves' uh, costume from, from Superman. Was it lower or higher than Judy Garden's dress from Wizard of Oz? Lower or higher? Higher. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking lower, isn't it? It was lower. Oh. You got the wrong answer again. Okay, so... Oh... Okay, last but not least, babe, come yeah. on, bring it back, bring it back. You're going to bring it back? Yeah, but this is one of my favourites, you know. 
It was Bjork's swan dress from the 2001 Oscars. Was this sold higher or lower than Christopher Reeve's costume from Spider from Superman? I thought even. this was in an exhibition. So was it even sold? Uh-huh. Well, it says it was sold. Was All sold right. at a charity auction for Oxfam in 2005. Oh, how sweet. Higher um, or lower? Lower. Yes, yes. Ending the game on a winning note. But I love this look love so this much, look. though. Yeah, me too. I love anything that um, Bjork wears, Would to you be think honest. this would be considered camp? A hundred percent. It's in the camp exhibition, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she would have definitely got some... Um, she would have gotten... Yeah, camp, camp points. Yeah. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh fab well that rounds up our game yeah thank you so much didn't Dave. enjoy that game store <laughs> okay right. well thank you so much for coming in babe thank and you, I really appreciate it and I wish you all the best for the future Thanks, and Kyle. good luck with your platform and your styling and everything else and I Thanks. think you're amazing and Thanks. I love you love you too bye bye <laughs> Today, I am joined in the studio by three charming comedy performers. I'm joined by Sex Shells. So, our lovely listeners Uh have sent in their sex confessions. This girl I'm seeing keeps apologising. Even when we have good sex, she apologises even more after anal. (laughs) Sometimes you have to. (laughs) If she's left his dick looking like a feast bar, then she should be apologising. Oh my god, you must stop that straight away. Stop it. Is this where we draw the line? Or an arrow if she's gassy. We're revolted on this No. Every Wednesday. From 6 p.m. Foobar Radio. God, I love that song. What a great show it's been so far. Um, Thank you so much, Elise. Always good seeing you and playing a little game. It's been a great one. Um, I'm Kyle Duvall. For anyone that doesn't know who I am, you better fucking get to know. No, I'm joking. I'm a celebrity stylist, activist, all round that bitch. <laughs> Keep listening. Tuesday Takeover with Kyle Duvall on FUBAR Radio. <laughs> and we are back and I am joined by my girl, Monroe is on the phone. Hi. Hi, darling. How are you? I'm good. How are you, babe? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know you're busy, busy, busy. A pleasure. How's everything going? You've just come back from New York. I literally just got back to New York and I'm now in Liverpool. So um, I'm on the move. So apologies if it's a little loud. Oh, no worries. It sounds fine. So let's talk about personal style, babe. Obviously, me and you work together quite a bit. Yeah. But I, I really admire you because you're one person that I work with that really knows what she wants. Yeah. So what would you say was your style, if you could sum it up in a sentence? Well, I mean, I kind of, uh, I would call it impulsive because <laughs> <laughs> I tend to just go like with what I feel and what I gravitate towards. I like to I- take chances and um, push the boat, push the line, like blur the lines and like kind of push my comfort um, barriers and things like that. I don't like to kind of subscribe to one aesthetic, really. No, you don't. You definitely don't, because me and you are in a constant battle. <laughs> I, I always need reigning in. Always. <laughs> I do not want to comment. Literally. Um, so talk to me, babe. What's been going on? What do we think of the Met Gala looks last night? Oh, my God, Gaga. 
can we just talk about Gaga? Literally, wasn't it iconic? She Amazing. gave the kids was, what they just, needed. Pardon me? I said she gave the kids what they needed. Right? It was all about the performance and the costume reveals <clears throat> and the, the props and the entourage. It was just everything. It was everything. Who was your least favourite? My least favourite? Oh, he's trying to make me shady. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Probably Frank Ocean. Just because I love Frank, but I think that there could have been a lot more with that. He kind of looked like one of his fans. She is a liar. you kill me babe um who do you think really didn't push the boundaries yesterday that you feel like could have that was close but didn't make it um oh god i'm not sure i think probably joan collins i think that it was very it was camp and joan collins is where the queen of camp but i don't know i just think it could have just like ramped a little more you know she's like the queen of dynasty 100%. i just think that it could have been a little bit more i thought please bore someone else with your questions that's what i thought of her i really <laughs> <laughs> all right let's jump straight in with our 20 questions okay okay we're going you ready yes okay What's the one item in your wardrobe you can't live without? Big sunglasses. Big sunglasses? Yes. What does your morning routine consist of? Oh, rolling over and hitting the snooze button. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's your spirit animal? I don't say that again. What's your spirit animal? My spirit animal, probably a giraffe. A gi- oh, I love that. I thought yeah. quite a giraffe. I had a really long neck when I was a kid. <laughs> you still got that neck, girl. Giraffe. You still got that neck. <laughs> what does the word sexy mean to you? Confident, individual, um, self-possessed. Love, love, yes. yes. Besides London, where would you live? I don't think I could live anywhere but London. Probably like New York. Maybe it's because she's a Londoner. Yeah. What's the, what's the first thing you put on when getting dressed? That's underwear. <laughs> Obviously. See, I put my jewellery on first. Oh, but you would, Kyle. <laughs> what's a fashion faux pas for you? Um, dressing for somebody else. Like, always dress for yourself. Yeah. Wear what you want to wear. Yes. What's the best, what's the best advice you've ever received? Um, less is more. <laughs> Was that from me? <laughs> Probably. It's from everybody that works with me, to be honest. What would you like to be remembered for? Um, for caring. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Caring about people that I don't need to care about, you know. I think that it's important to do things not from a place of, like, wanting something back. Just be a good person. Just have a clean heart. Yeah. If you could change one thing about the fashion industry, what would it be? The rule book. Um, The idea that, you know, certain demographics are what sells and, you know, skinny sells being, um, you know, um, aspirational in terms of money sells. I I would like it to be more style-led than, you know, convention. It's just all, it's all laziness, really. Like, we could turn it around. It's just going with what works. I think people are just, they just go with what works rather than taking a chance. Laziness. Shame on you, fashion industry. (laughs) 
<laughs> when it comes to style, who inspires you? Um, Rihanna, um, Naomi Campbell, um, anyone that just, you know, um, isn't scared of... She looks beyond at the Met Gala. Yeah, I think anyone that isn't scared of taking a chance and just, you know, um, pushing, pushing the boundaries. 100%. What's your fave season? Uh, spring, summer. That's two, babe. You've got to pick one. It's spring. I thought it was, I thought it was one. Summer. You're going by fashion seasons. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you had to name your biggest phobia, what would it be? Um, spiderwebs. Oh. Or avocado. You're scared of avocado? I'm allergic to avocado, so I get really scared. I'm in a car full of people that are all laughing. <laughs> What's the last book you read? Last book I read, um, uh, oh God, what's it called? Um, Queer Intentions by Amelia Abraham. Fab. What's it's not the... out yet, but it'll, it's out. it'll be out soon. <laughs> <laughs> what's the greatest invention of all time? Um, probably, oh God, why did my mind just go to the smartphone? <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> but probably the smartphone. Okay. What three words would you use best to describe yourself? She's that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, who is your favourite designer of all time? Um, oh, God. I'm not too sure. I guess Donatella Versace. It, mm, fab. I love that, Donatella. <laughs> If your life I just think that she makes like women look like really powerful. No, she does. Like, she makes that's... a strong woman. Yeah, I just think it's, she's got a very strong aesthetic, and I like what she did after like Gianni and. Um, she, car- she kept on the legacy. She carried yeah, on the legacy. Sure. Either her or Alexander McQueen. I want to actually change, make an executive decision to change Alexander McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, done. Um, if your life was a song, what would it be? Um. Probably Whitney Houston, it's not right, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favourite swear word? Pussy. That's not a swear word. It can be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if you had one superpower, what would it be? Um, Probably be invisible. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, amazing. Well, thanks, Monroe. You're so welcome. What, so what, el- what else is going on with you at the moment? What can we expect for the next couple of months? What have you got coming up? Um, so I'm working on my book at the moment, and um, that's taking up so much more my time. Um, I'm back in New York for Pride. It's Pride Month coming up. So I'm uh, back in New York for Pride in June, and then um, London Pride in July. So I've got lots of projects coming up um, with that. Fabulous. And if people want to follow you, what's your Instagram handle where they can keep um, up to date? My Instagram handle is the same as my Twitter and it's just Munro Bergdorf. That's M-U-N-R-O-E and then Bergdorf, B-E-R-G-D-O-R-F. Perfect. Um, well, on that note, thank you so much for joining us, Munro. Anytime. Good luck with the rest of the show. Thanks so much, babe. Bye. Bye. Two Bar Radio presents 
We're joined now by Alex Fox. I'm not a fan of Fifty Shades. Those books are not well-loved by many people on the responsible fetish community scene because they depict, in many ways, a problematic dynamic. Least exciting erotic series that I've seen in a while. I virtually fell asleep watching those films. But that can also... happen after a while. <laughs> True. If I'm late for anything, it's usually yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had a wank falling fall asleep. I've sat in a nap, as I like to call it. Every Monday, Ian Bolsworth. From 4 pm to our radio. Kyle DeVoe on Fubar Radio. And we are back in the studio and I'm joined by the lovely James Brown. Thank you so much for coming in to see me. Hi. Uh, for people that have been living under a rock, do you want to say who you are? And I'm, uh, my name is James Brown and I am a um, stylist, but formerly was a hairdresser, I suppose. In my, in my, I still do a bit of hair, but I, I'm, I'm known for hair, but I'm now a stylist. Well, I find your story extremely expire- inspiring. Um, like a talented young man straight out of Croydon thrown at the deep end like how was that start from the beginning what well it was all kind of um, an accident really like I've I've done hair since I was sort of 11, 12 and then I just um, I just knew where I wanted to go I didn't quite know but I didn't know what the fashion industry was and then I I wasn't really interested I just wanted to sort of do hair and ride horses that was it (laughs) I wanted to be a jockey and I, I was too tall and but I loved hair and and then I it just kind of all happened and then I just worked I just couldn't wait to get to work every morning I was the first there every morning the last every night I stayed I, instead of doing one training day a week I did three so I was just obsessed with hair obsessed obsessed and I used to sleep on the floor in the salon because I'd missed the last train home to Croydon so I'd just sleep on the floor on towels and you know I was just so keen and then um I sort of just got into... I, I moved in with a flatmate who was a photographer, and she was called Corin Day, and um, and then I just did a job, and it was to cover the face, and then my next job was to cover Vogue. So it just was that quick, and that... And I think I'm the youngest hairdresser in the world ever to have a cover of Vogue in 1992, and it hasn't been broken, that record. I'm still the youngest Fabulous. hairdresser in the world ever to have a cover of Vogue. Fabulous. But as I said, I didn't really know about fashion. I didn't care... About about Vogue or anything. I just wanted to do hair. What was your first big break then? Um, The cover of the face. The cover of the face. Was that through Corinne? That was through Corinne Day, yeah. And it was... Because what happened was um, all my friends from Croydon, like Kate Moss and all my girlfriends used to come up to my flat because I lived in London and we'd all get ready to go out. And then... So Corinne used to see me getting them all ready and all dressed and I'd style them all, do all their hair. You know, I was 21, 22... And Kate was 16, and and um, and then one day Corin woke me up in the morning. She said, "Oh, I've got this model here. Will you just quickly come do a hair like you do, Kate's?" And I said, "No, I've just got in from a club. I'm knackered. I'm going <laughs> to sleep." And, she, and then I, because she had asked me, I got up and I went into the living room and I saw the girl. And she just had jeans on and a and a really old t-shirt, like an Iggy Pop t-shirt. And I thought, "Wow, she looks great." I always thought that fashion was like big boobs, red lips, massive hair, which I hated and still hate. So I just, I used to call it prostitute fashion. And it just, <laughs> I hated that visual of a woman. And I, I just didn't Overdone. like it. Yeah, I just didn't like it and still really don't. So when I saw that model in my flat, I thought, wow, this is good. And then I sort of had a cup of tea and I just watched the whole process. And then at the end, I said, do you know what, Corinne? I will do a shoot. 
and then that was it that's what launched my career it's all very organic amazing i always find that those are the best moments and those are the best career um starts when they're organic and it's natural and there's no real thought that goes into it it just happens sure i mean i didn't know that the industry existed i knew about horse magazines and i knew about vintage because i only wore really wore vintage from age 14 and i used to just troll all the charity shot i was obsessed with vintage but and then even after I had my Vogue cover, the editor, the uh, bookings editor of Vogue used to call the salon literally every day. And I'd say to the manager, tell her I'm not here, tell her I'm not here. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, this is a really posh woman calling all the time for me and wanting me to work for Vogue. And I was like, I'm not interested, I want to be in the salon. But then one day she called and the manager came up and said, oh, it's her, Joe on the phone again. Can't remember, no, Joe something. And I said, oh, what does she want now? And she said, oh, I think you should listen to this call. So I went and I said, listen, I don't want to, I love the salon. I love going out. I work, you know, in the salon. And then she said, oh, but James, th- we're doing a shoot in Thailand. And I was like, hold on a minute. I've only ever been to Ireland. I was like, <laughs> Thailand? Okay, what, they do shoots in Thailand? People, they, they're going to pay for me to go to Thailand? And that was it. After that shoot, because those days you flew first class, you stayed... One job was two weeks long, so you had a week off to relax. Oh, my God. Yeah, so for one 10-page story, you'd have a whole week off to relax and get a suntan. They had the budgets. Yeah, they had the budgets. And then you... So I thought, wow, this is amazing. And I was so young and so naive. And I used to... The editors who were... very very famous editors i'd say oh that dress is disgusting oh god well who'd wear that (laughs) and i think they found it quite endearing because i didn't play the game because i didn't know there was a game i just was so honest i'm still very honest but i was just so unaware and so honest and so into doing hair that i kind of it all had to go together for me so then it what happened was it kind of turned around a bit and then i'd be working with like richard avedon or you know mr penn for american vogue and all these i mean the best people in the world but they'd ask my opinion and i just from just from a very young age i just sort of threw myself in there and i think it wasn't considered rude because i was just they they just knew that this young kid didn't really know how it all worked and it was fresh to them. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get away with that today. No. I don't think that would happen today. I think you'd be thrown off set. <laughs> <laughs> so you have worked with so many iconic people over the years. What would you say was one of your most iconic moments you can remember on set? Oh, God. Um, well, Richard Avedon, when I first worked with him, because I turned up for work and I didn't really know what the shoot was. And I turned up and he said, oh, we're doing were recreating all my famous hair pictures so all the like and i was like what oh my god oh my god it was with tasha tilburg the model she had just shaved all her head all the sides of her hair so basically i was like how am i gonna do this (laughs) i literally had to stick hair to with literally stick it with glue to uh, just make her hair like a lioness and then what was incredible is his assistants they do all the wind machines so i just watched I just watched these iconic images happening in front of me because that he knew how he wanted the hair to blow. It was just such, there were so many experiences like working with Herb Ritz and he used to call me hair boy. Hair boy, where's the hair boy? Get me the <laughs> hair boy. And it was just so mad. It's all so mad. But um, there's so many amazing moments and amazing people. I used to do... When I was about 24, I used to do, there used to be a wall in LA called the Gap Wall. Mm-hmm. And it was a massive side of a building by the Chateau Marmont. And it was all the celebrities. So I would suddenly be doing 
every day almost these major major a-list celebrities i'd be doing the hair for the gap wall but again i would talk to them really normally and it's the days before publicists and stuff and you would just have a really honest open conversation with them and they loved that they really you know because everyone's always blowing smoke up their ass exactly it's refreshing yeah, to meet yeah. someone so I, i'm still friendly with a lot of those people but it you know it was a great time in fashion to be around because you could be from croydon um or you know myself kate naomi you could be you know it up to the early 90s it still was quite an elitist industry it really was and even when even towards the end of the 90s it was still quite elitist and i think we kicked down a few doors you know definitely i feel like your whole squad have like paved so many paths for the rest of these new people that are coming through. Do you know what I mean? Kate alone and Naomi, like, sure, and you. Sure. Um, where do you draw your inspiration from? Like if you're doing a shoot, like say if you're shooting for Tatler or even if you're doing someone's hair or something, what, where do you draw your inspiration from? I never ever, and this is quite problematic for some people, but I never ever um, can tell you what's gonna happen. Like when, as a hairdresser, when my hairdresser heads on, I turn up and I see the clothes and quite often stylists call me beforehand and they say, oh, this is the what we're doing, what do you think? And I say, well, I don't know, I need to see the clothes and I need to find my woman and feel it. Mm. And I, I've always been like that because I'm a realist, really. I'm in a fantasy industry, but I always bring an element of real. So I wait to see what the clothes are like, what the makeup artist kind of does, and then I play it up or I play it down. But as a stylist, again, I'm a realist. Like Even, even if I'm shooting couture, that girl's gonna look like she wears that couture in real life. Like, and with Kate, like Kate, Kate never looks like she's been styled. She just looks Mm-mm. like she owns her looks. Even and last it, night, like for me, she night, fucking I mean, stole the show. Major. She stole the show. Major. I mean, other people look like they um, need to lay off the face fillers. I do not want <laughs> to comment. But Kate looked great. Yeah, she looked, she looked fabulous. Great. fabulous, 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 fabulous. So, what does personal style mean to you? Um, personal style, um, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know, there's, uh, you know, I, I, it's funny because I talk to, my mum says, oh, I don't follow fashion, and I say, well, how come you look like every other woman of your age in the village if you don't <laughs> follow fashion? You do follow fashion. She said, no, I don't. So it's people, it always fascinates me, the people that, Everyone's got sort of style in their own way. I can appreciate every look. Like I can do a shoot and it can be a golf story. I can next day I can do a shoot and it can be, you know, a boho story or whatever. I don't know. I I can find something in almost anybody. But saying that, recently, I'm I, I'm I'm struggling. On I'm struggling. There's a <laughs> lot of bad taste out there recently. There is. I think it's because there's so much that's accessible now and like before like you couldn't get a knockoff version of a couture dress do you know what i mean it was either the couture or you had to wear something else now you've got like places like boohoo and house of cb that recreate these dresses for a girl that's you know it could be more affordable and people just aren't dressing it right and everyone's just like a free-for-all it's like a bargain sale i find fashion these days it is but i love the fact that everybody can afford it i i'm totally up for everybody 
because why should it be all elitist? And I know a lot of designers at the moment are going on about, I can't even say it's sustainability, but yet they're charging £3,000 for a, a pair of trousers. Mm. People can't afford that. No, so I, I love that 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 people can access everything nowadays. You know, I, I think it could be made slightly better and I think it's a balance and everybody's learning. It's a learning curve and I think it's now out there and everybody's been a little more aware about um, they're consuming too much fast fashion and all of that. Mm -hmm. But it's good that people can afford it. Why should it be all elitist? Agreed. I Agreed. like that. So when it comes to doing someone's hair... Like, how does it work? Like, say, for instance, me, my hair, like, what hair suits what face? Like, how do you know if you're allowed to have a fringe or you're meant to have bangs? Like, how does it work? Um, I never work like that. Like, if there's a lot of people, they say, oh, I can't have a fringe, I've got a cowlick, or I can't have a fringe because I've got a fat face, or I can't have a... And everything could be... If you're good at your job, everything could be adapted for that person. Like, most people... Well, if they're most people have a quite a, um, a perverse idea of what they look like in their head, they're, and so, for example, a woman with long red hair will come into a salon and she'll show me pictures of somebody with a blonde crop and say, "I want my hair like this," and I say, "Okay, so you want to go blonde and cut your hair?" Off. Oh no, 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 no! I just want about an inch off. Like, okay, so, so people have a perverted idea of what they look like. It's, it's a very strange thing. And um, I was the creative director for Clara Worldwide for years and years and years. And we spent literally millions and millions of research on, on people like, um, and how hair makes you feel. And when women get roots, they go into a depression. And when they have their roots done and what hair color does for people. And what hair, you know, if your hair's wrong, your whole outfit mm -hmm. feels wrong. Like your hair... If it's you just not, don't feel it's the crown right? and glory. Yeah, if you just if your hair goes wrong, it's a disaster. No matter what you're wearing, mm -hmm. it's like the worst thing ever. But um, yeah, I think face shape and all of that is 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 bullshit. Really, I just think everything, everything, everyone can have whatever they want if it's adapted to them. So, what about your own personal style? What does personal style mean to you? Um, personal style. Um, I don't know. I mean, one day I look, I, I can, like, one day, you know, I look like a farmer. The next day I look like, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, you always uh, give me chic. You give me hobo chic. Yeah. That's, hobo no one does it like you, yeah, baby. Yeah. Do but I chic. just, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a mirror at home. I just feel it. And I never, ever look in a mirror. And I just, I don't believe in mirrors. I think if you feel good, you look good. Agreed. And um, I don't know, but I can... I was thinking the other day, I haven't worn a pair of jeans for over three years, but yet I've got so many. I live well, in I just, denim. I yeah, love denim. I haven't worn denim for over three years now. So I've, what's an everyday look for you? What do you normally, if uh, you're going to put it together, what would it consist of? Um, oh God, an everyday look. I don't know. At the moment, I've just been wearing tons and tons and tons of trainers and sportswear, literally, because I've got three dogs and I'm always walking the dogs and the dogs are on around. top of me and the dog's hair's all over I me. I love and I your just, dogs. Your dogs are so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And you've got a horse as well, Yeah, right? I've got your horses. She has and it all. Sheep she has and it cows. All. And so I'm just, I just literally need to be able to move around. But recently, I've started digging out all my sort of posh clothes as I should call them like I've been wearing all my old because I've got a massive collection of Salomon three-piece suits so I've started wearing them all 
to the park and stuff i thought what's the point in them just hanging there i may as well start wearing them yeah looks. so i've now just started rocking <laughs> Saint Saint Laurent Laurent to the park. in the park yeah exactly <laughs> i think why not you know fab well let's go and let's play a song and then when we come back we can discuss last night's met gala oh, how's that uh we've actually got your best mate on to select our next song okay here we go Tuesday Takeover with Kyle Duvall on FUBAR Radio. And I'm back and I'm still joined by the lovely James Brown. Hi, James. Hello. So, let's start on the Met Gala looks last night. Oh, do we have to go there? You're not interested? Ruin my day, man. Really? Yeah. So, I was really excited when I heard the um, theme was camp. Because mm-hmm. obviously I'm camp mm-hmm. is fucking Christmas, so mm-hmm. it all works. Um... I just was a bit disappointed. There wasn't enough Maribo for me. Maribo okay. feathers, do you know what I mean? Like, okay. a Maribo feather and a sequin is camp to me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for you, who was your best dressed at the Met Gala last night? Well, Kate, obviously. <laughs> um, Kate is always my favourite, but I you loved Emma Roberts. going to get this candy. I loved Emma Roberts. I thought she looked just beautiful and... Um, and that's about it, really. I just is that it? Of yeah. everyone. What about I, Naomi? I haven't really seen anybody. Have you seen Naomi? I didn't see Naomi. She so. was in like a pink, lacy, quite a, like normal shape that she does, like okay. in the waist, out okay. a bit. Like, long hair, short hair. What long was she hair, okay. long hair. I love center no part. One looks I think like it was that, with that long center I mean, part. Come on, come on. Who's gonna oh my rock god! It? In the Michael Jackson video with the the long when she's wavy dancing, hair, the two piece, the white two piece. That's my favorite moment ever. I love that. She looks so young in that video. Oh my god, it just kills me. What about? Um, so you didn't see Gaga yesterday? Yeah, I saw a bit. Yeah, but I just like chewed it out. So she did like a whole show. Yeah, I don't care. Look, there's Naomi. If you look, oh, see, major right? of course. Is. Look, no one looks like that, babe. See, she had a Maribo feather. She's Maribel so feather beautiful. Cape. Yeah, she's stunning. There'll never ever be another Naomi. Of I'm course sorry. not. South London another... Classic. <laughs> Shout going Brixton out. Massive. South London Classic. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Stratton Massive. Stratton Massive. Um, who else was there yesterday? So I was wondering what happened to Rihanna last night. She wasn't at the Met Gala. Wasn't she? Apparently she was posting on her story saying she was messing around with makeup, but she just never quite made it to the red carpet. We're all talking about it, so that's clever. Right. 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 Not turning clever up. Girl, she's got right. more she's got more airspace for not going. And she could sit there and have a little chat exactly. and a night in with have her a friends. Pizza. Great. A night in with our friends. So, congratulations on your new appointed role at Tatler. Thank you. How are you finding it? Do you know what? I've never, ever worked with such a, a great bunch of people. I'm, they're just so nice and they're so complimentary and nothing's a problem. And I just feel so honoured and happy to be there. Like, I don't really know if they've ever had a man in their editor there before. That's a fashion editor. For a start. And certainly not a man from Croydon. So, <laughs> it's like... I just feel very honoured and privileged and I just and they're just so nice I don't know what else to say I'm so I've come from a place of sort of high fashion and everything's a bit of a drama and it's like it's like your life's going to end if you don't get the right shoe for the shoe but it's much more relaxed but st- very professional and really lovely to be there I mean it must be amazing shooting with I've got the there. love of I'm like a 16 year old again like I'm so enthusiastic I, like you can't I just can't wait to get to, to work. And I'm just, you know, I'm a 50-year-old man. I've been in fashion for 
30 years. Don't look a day over 20, babe. I know. But, you know, I just, I'm so excited. I can't wait to get up in the morning and start working. That's a great, privileged, incredible place to be, and I'm so thankful. How was it shooting with Brooklyn Beckham? Amazing. He's got a really good eye. That shoot was fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, he's got a brilliant eye, and I saw... I saw something that some, you know how on Instagram you get you click on and you go you go to Instagram hole and then I saw I ended up on his page and I just saw a little element to one of the pictures and I thought oh he's got quite a good eye and then I met him and talked about a few things and the, he had really good references he brought a lot of stuff to the table and I thought yeah let's do a shoot you know it's a big risk for me I don't know him at all um, so but he was really good really on it he was. He's just a, re- a really, he's a really good guy. Sticking on with the Beckhams. Yeah. What is your favourite David Beckham hairstyle? <laughs> well, I did his hair a lot back did in the you? day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I used which to do ones him and Victoria all the time. The blonde skinhead. Loved that's me. That. When he had the sarong, when yeah. he did the whole sarong. No, thing. no, no. He, didn't have a, he had hair a bit like your shape when he had the sarong. Oh, okay, the skinhead when he did okay, all those yeah. Steve McClay shoots. And he did the Versace, shoots. the Versace yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that was all the me. Leather. Oh, I loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to do his, his hair a lot. So would you say the skinhead was your favourite? Yeah, totally. The easiest, I suppose. Yeah, I'd push someone in front of the bus for that skinhead. <laughs> so royal baby news okay. are you into the royals yes I'm, definitely well Meghan and Harry just welcomed their new son didn't they yeah that's what yeah. So no, so. what do you think of Meghan Markle's style um, I I like it I think it's a little safe I, okay. I, I think it I I, I yeah, I just think it's but a But don't you think safe. you have to be safe no, when you're part I of the royal family? No, I don't think anymore. I think that's like what we have to turn back the clock to, like, I don't know. It's just like a uniform then. Like, I, I expect her to be a little freer and, like, the whole debacle about not wearing tights. And, like, I mean, it's 2019. Like, we've got to move it on. We mm. can't, you know, do little Peter Pan collars and you know, flat shoes, you know, mm. it's just, we've got to move it on. I personally prefer Kate's style to, um, to um, Megan's, okay. to be honest. I feel like she's, I don't know, there's something about Megan's style I just don't like. I well, don't I'm just really is. in her corner because I just think that people have been incredibly hostile and rude and horrible Do you to think her. to Yeah, her? I just don't I like it. I thought we'd been quite welcome. No, Meghan I don't Markle. think people have. I think, that, I think the press have been horrible. So I'm really just all about her. Oh, blessed. Yeah. Um, how much involvement do they have in their style, do you think, as royals? Um, I, um, I don't know. I don't know. I've, uh, you know, I know a few. They have stylists, I know a few right? of the they royal family. Stylists. Yeah, they have stylists, for sure. But I know, if, I know a few. And um, I think they have to, at all points, be... Um, they have to be aware of what they're wearing. Do you know what I mean? They just do. I mean, even like someone I really like is Holly Willy Booby. Okay. Well, Holly Willy Booby, even yeah. I prefer Holly Willy Booby. Yeah. And she gets slated a lot for her personal style. Mm-hmm. Do you think she gets much say, or do you think that she's just told what to wear? She, t- I don't know much about her, but she definitely gets say. Do you think she gets a say? Oh my god, yeah. That's just her style. I love her personal style, and I follow her on Instagram, and she gets slated quite a bit for her personal style, and I think she's great. I, I mean, she's me. one of the nicest people on the planet, isn't she? She is, she really is, is, she is. So talk to me, what else have you got coming up for the future, James Brown? I'm just about to do, I'm just doing my third story for Tatler, which Fab. is very exciting. And it's going to be, um, 
yeah it's good. so i'm just in the process of getting all that together really looking for models choosing the hair and makeup finding the clothes <coughs> So it's just all, <coughs> you know, it's, <laughs> <coughs> um, it used, you know, I used to just turn up with my black bag on wheels behind me and do some hair and then go home. Now it's like, it, I've never worked so hard in my entire life. Do you have life. loads of assistants? No, no. No. I have a really good group at Tatler. Like they are amazing. Those girls, they're on it. Like I say, I'd like a black painted shoe. Then suddenly there's like... 40 pairs of shoes. So you don't you have know. to do the calling in. You've got like a no, team to do darling, that for you. No, I'm not calling in, babe. Oh, Are you mad? She's living the life. God, no way. Life. But if I don't get my outfit, then I call the designer. Because obviously I've been around a long time. And I'm like, what do you mean they won't give me the shoe from Prada? So I just call up and say, I need that shoe. And then it arrives. <laughs> who do you think's absolutely killing it at the moment, style-wise? Um, Apart from Kate. No, no don't be biased. <laughs> no, no. Who's killing it style-wise? I can't think of anybody that is killing me. Um, I really can't. You can't think of I anyone? I do like... I don't know. If we're talking about famous people, I do always like what Kate Blanchett wears, I must yeah, say. Yeah, she looks gorgeous. She kills it She does me. look gorgeous. Um, she's got old Mary Greenwell on the mug. Yeah, like, I do love Kate Blanchett. Um, I don't know. Um... Mm, I don't know. I can't answer that. Well, where? All right, let's have. I don't one. really see. I don't really see people like to sort of think. You know so you I mean? don't like look at someone and think, "Oh God, they they've looked great recently." Like I feel like they're really no. on point of their stuff. No, no, no. I mean, apart really. from me, yeah, like no, no one else. Really, no, to be honest, no, oh. no. Oh, that's a shame. No, it's a shame. <laughs> where do you see the future of fashion going? Um, I spoke to Elise earlier about the Gucci campaign. Have you seen the new Gucci campaign? The new makeup campaign with the lipstick? No. So basically, I'll just get it up. Yeah. Um, they've used what I would say normal, normal mouths, mm-hmm. like everyday mouths, mm-hmm. normal teeth in the new lipstick campaign. Um, I think it's iconic. Oh, yeah, it's I have a, seen it, of course. You've seen yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and the girl's got gaps in her teeth? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think of that? Great. Great, right? Yeah, exactly. Great. I think what's going on now with sizes and, like, models now, like, I just love that. I love that it's not, everyone's not six foot and size zero. And I just was never into that, ever, ever. And that was never, ever my aesthetic. Mm. And I didn't like, I never felt comfortable with that aesthetic. I didn't like it. My sisters don't look like that. My best friend Kate doesn't look like that. She's five foot seven. You know, so I've co- I've come from a place of very strong women that all look different. And I like that the industry now is all different. And I definitely like that we're seeing Where different. do you see the future of fashion going, like within the industry? Um, I don't know. I think everybody at the moment is, is scrambling a little bit to catch up. And I think social media is so quick now, mm-hmm. like that. You, everyone's just scrambling and running but I, I like that we're seeing different looking people <laughs> let's put it that way that what, everyone does look the same what do you wish wasn't a fashion a fashion trend oh god um slutty slutty yeah meaning meaning slutty what's the meaning definition of slutty your boobs out plus your arse out plus your legs out plus your I mean basically just naked all the time I just don't think that's a Kim positive. Kardashian is she slutty uh, well, yeah, she is. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't call her a slut. I, I just, can see your doo-doo. I wouldn't call her a slut. I wouldn't call any woman a slut. But I just think the 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 
aesthetic to me isn't great at the moment and I think the fakeness and the surgery and is not in this day and age a good message to be sending to it's not to, cute to, it's not it's not end of what do you think of the test holidays cosmopolitan shoe did you see it she no. was in like a green sim costume she was the plus size model and she was on the front cover of cosmopolitan no, i mean we've all been talking about this for years this is just like again like i shot with irvin penn for american vogue plus size models in the 90s like mm. this isn't a new thing like and that's what i don't like is that things become a fashion like suddenly but then plus if, size is what, fashion. if you were shooting in the 90s it should what just happened? be the norm what happened why didn't it you know take off and exactly. then become more mainstream but it should be the norm it shouldn't be a fashion no of course do you know what I mean like we shouldn't but the fashion industry are lazy they're lazy I know and every single fashion season there we go there it is it's amazing amazing you know like it should be everybody inclusive it just it no, just it should, should. and that's it end of you know um, it it's got to change and I think it is changing but when we call it when we call plus size a fashion that's a problem to me it should just be there it should just be normal it It shouldn't be a a point made of it no I agree James I agree and on that note Thank you so, so Thank much you. for coming in and talking to me, James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> He's been my friend for like 10 years and he just realised my surname was Deville and well, not Deville. Well, we all call you Deville. Deville. All of us. Cruella Deville. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you're amazing and I'm super proud of you and good luck with everything. Thank good luck you. with Tutler and stuff. Thank and I can't you. wait to see your next shoot. Thanks for having me. Let's get a little song on. You've heard that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, James. Thanks. It's now time to welcome James from White Denim to the show. One of my favourite bands in the world, so I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you, man. Can you tell me, I noticed on the artwork, the creepy clown guy's back. So what's the deal with the creepy clown? How do I phrase this without sounding like a total weirdo? Uh, Uh, I've always kind of had a thing for clowns. Yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) When I got my house, I had a housewarming party, and they all brought these thrift store clown paintings that are really creepy. So in the studio, I had all these weird portraits of clowns. I've always kind of been fascinated with the idea of just putting on a face to entertain. Every Wednesday from 2pm on Fubar Radio. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. And we are back. What an amazing show that was. Really bloody enjoyed myself. I'm what I am. And that's why I'm where I am. Don't you ever forget that. The reason that I act who I am and where I am is because I make everything my business. I have a reputation that is unpredictable, devious and manipulative. I cherish that reputation because it keeps my enemies off guard. Sorry, but I'm so in love with that clip. (laughs) Anything with um, Joan Collins is good for me. I'm such a Dynasty fan. Um, A huge thank you to Elise Demonge for coming onto the show today and sitting down with me and having a chat about all things fashion and her platform note to self and her views on the fashion industry. Oh, and also our little game, higher or lower, really enjoyed having her here. Also, thank you to my darling Monroe for coming in on the phone and talking to me about her views on fashion and what she thought of last night's Met Gala. And we also played 20 questions. That was a lot of fun. And also a huge thank you to my darling James Brown for coming in and talking about his new role as a contributing fashion editor at um, Tatlar. That was a good one. If you missed the show, you can catch it up on www.foobarradio.com 
forward slash Kyle DeVoe, I assume, or something like that. Or maybe Tuesday Takeovers. Um, it's just been a really great, great show, and I've really enjoyed every part of it. I've enjoyed slating everyone from the Met Gala to... Um, to covering LGBT aspects. It's all just been a fabulous, fabulous time. Um, you can catch me and follow me and keep up to date with what I'm doing on my Instagram, which is at kylederville.com. And we're going to play you out with our final song. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Fubar Radio. Thank you to Lily Allen and Kate Moss for their song selections. And I wish you all the best. Lots of love. You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to FUBARradio.com.